Hey, welcome to the Upside Down Podcast. This is Ash. This is Tori. And we are both sick, so we sound like Demi Moore from every cool 1990s movie. Um, But Tori and I decided we needed to do a podcast anyway, because we are about 32 days away, guys, from the Stranger Things season two premiere. 32 days. On October 27th. And, you know, we went to a lot of cons, um, and we stopped talking about the episodes. We noticed that the last episode we talked about was episode five. So we have 32 days to get through six, seven, and eight which you guys have probably seen a million times, so I'm sure everything we point out, you're going to be like, yeah, guys, old news. <laughs> but um, we're going to do it anyway, because that's what we do. So here we go. Episode six is, it's not actually episode six. We're going to be talking about episode six, which is chapter six, The Monster. Before we get started, we wanted to tell you about a couple of cool things. We spoke to Chester Rushing's agent. He plays Tommy, and there's a good possibility we're going to get him on the podcast, so we're excited. We have to check back in October after it airs. Chester's blown up, y'all. His Instagram is getting big. Yeah, it's Uh, ridiculous how many followers he's getting. I think it's because Jeepers Creepers 3 is coming out, Um, and he's really, you know, he's really good with the fans. He's very interactive, so yeah. And then coming up tomorrow, or the next day, Tori and I are going to be interviewing Bethany Ann Lind. She is a local Atlanta actress who's wonderful. She's a theater actress. She stars in a lot of productions here, but she additionally is in a lot of television shows, uh, including The Game, and she has a pretty significant part in Netflix's Ozark, which you guys may or may not watch. Uh, Maybe the older people watch it, but so that's exciting. And she's on Stranger Things. She plays one of Hopper's many love interests. Many um, love interests. Sandra. And so we're excited to talk with her and kind of Find out what it was like to work on Stranger Things and work with David Harbour in the bourgeois. (laughs) (laughs) Also, one more thing. We wanted to give a shout out to some special strangers today. Thank you to Elliot, who follows us on Instagram under the username Richie. I don't know. Richie Toxer. It's kind of like, what's his name from it? Richie Tozier. Tozier. But she spells it. They spell it a little bit differently. I'm not sure their pronoun, but um. They're a beautiful artist, and they did one of our favorite images, uh, Eleven Lamb, it was called. And we got a copy of it in the mail, so thank you. It was beautiful, and it's going to be hanging in our podcast room. And also thank you to Sarah's Mind Spew. Um, she lives in the UK, and she did these really cool drawings of Hopper and Barb. More Hopper. I think she has a couple of Hopper images. Um, but I thought they were really cool, and she hadn't gotten a lot of uh, likes or shares, so we shared it. And then Shannon Purser retweeted it from her account. So that was exciting. And she's sending those to us. And we're going to be getting those in the next few days. So thank you. We always appreciate getting that fan art. It's really cool. And everything that we get, we hang up in our podcast room. And maybe one day it'll be nice enough for us to take a picture and post. But uh, we keep every piece of art that you send us. And sometimes, guys, when we go to cons, we take those pieces of art and we have people sign them for you. So we'll see what we see. So anyway, um, did you have anything that you wanted to add before we get started? Nope. All right, so, chapter six, The Monster. So this is the episode that starts off with Jonathan and Nancy. They're in the woods. It's right when she gets pulled to the upside oh, down. Yeah, okay. So in episode five, she gets pulled to the upside down. And so this is the one where it starts off. I noticed that Charlie Heaton, when he was calling her, you can hear a little bit of his British accent. I didn't, oh, really? Yeah, it's funny. I didn't notice it the first few times, but I noticed it this time. He's like, Nancy, Nancy. And I was like, I hear it. Because it would go from Nancy to Nancy. Uh-huh. So that's where we start off at. And it's also, uh, then we go to, let's see, Steve, Tommy, and Carol driving. Oh, I have I have something to add about this scene. Uh, is this when, he's, when Sunglasses at Night is playing? Yeah, I have this exact same okay, note. Okay, great. Um, so 
Well, you go ahead. It's going to be the same thing that I noted. Okay, well, you probably have the year. I think it's like, what was it, like 87, 88? It was 1984. It was just a smidgen. Oh, really? Yeah, so they're listening. What Tori's going to tell you is they're listening to Corey Hart's Sunglasses Sunglasses at at Night, night, which was, like, very popular. It's not a great song. Well, maybe something. I love that. Um, um, excuse me. The song is amazing. Uh, no, but they're listening to that in the car, and they're driving or whatever to, uh, go to Nancy's house, so you can be like, Nancy, I'm sorry, whatever. Right. And that song's playing in the car, and that is wrong. It could, could not have been playing in the car, because this was 82, and that song came out in 84. Yeah, it came out. I don't understand how that got through. I think what it probably was is the Duffer Brothers just wanted to... That's, just, that's such an iconic... So, they're so thorough with, like, their stuff. I'm, like, super surprised. Well, I mean, it's kind of like the uh, Millennium Falcon, how they use yeah. the long model. I think that they probably noticed it, but in the end, it's sometimes more about storytelling. So they're like, who's going to be anal enough to go up on the computer and Me. try to find these? <laughs> and it's like, all of us. We <laughs> Every single fan. Everyone who listened to that song is like, that's a great song. Because, you know, if you think about it, a lot of their audience is pre-1980s. Yeah. And even if you were living in the... Like, think about it now songs that you like from whenever you might not be able to place the exact year that it came out so the thought was probably like the song fit the mood it's a popular 80s song it's kind of a cool 80s song and they were probably like you know ultimately what's a year a year and a half off like who cares yeah and they probably didn't realize initially how big this show was gonna be yeah like how you know people were gonna go through with a fine tooth comb and be like it's a 1984 song guys yeah but yeah i noticed that too but I love that song, and I, I mean, I do like the song. It's a good song. It's great for the scene. It's a great song for the scene, it's especially when Steve, like, jumps the wall, and he climbs up, and he looks in, and he sees Jonathan putting his armor on Nancy. Yeah. Oh, I love that scene, because Steve looks so mad. As he should be. Like, yeah. if you think about I it. I know. People, like, hate Steve, but it's like, she's rubbing all up on his girlfriend. Right. He's looking through the window to check on his girlfriend, and there's a dude with his arm around her and she's in, been in, and she's been in the shower her hair is wet and he's on in her, her bed. bedroom on yes. her bed sitting on her like bed like how he was guys steve was right i'm usually team jonathan but on this one i'm team steve all the way thank you then it goes to joyce and hopper they're talking about how so basically in episode five that's when hopper goes to hawkins and he punches the guy out and he gets all the info right the body yeah yeah and so he's it, telling joyce that it's yeah he's giving joyce thing. the lowdown this scene makes me laugh so much because i don't know what it is but it's not like the scene is funny, but something about Winona Ryder and that black turtleneck and that black leather yeah. jacket. She goes from, like, Joyce, where she's like, oh, I'm frazzled, and I'm in my, you know, Melvald's drugstore uniform, to, like, oh, I'm a badass, and I got on a leather, j- yeah. leather jacket and a turtleneck. And she's just, like, frantically smoking. I like that scene. I think it's interesting. Then it goes to, oh... And another thing I didn't notice, I mean, they said it on the show, but it was just something that, like, I glanced. But, like, Eleven's real name is Jane. Yeah, I knew that. Jane. Uh, It's Jane Ives, right? Yeah, Jane Ives. Terry Ives Ives is her mom. Because, um. But it's like, what if they started, like, Jane? It's like, it seems so basic. Jane. I hope they don't start calling her Jane. But, um, but I do know that a lot of people's Instagram names is, like, Jane Ives, the Eleven's real name. I noticed that when they went to, this is the episode where they go and they visit Terry Ives, um, where they try to get information from her and you kind of learn a little bit about her backstory. They did a really good job casting that actress because she looks a lot like what I imagine Millie Bobby Brown will look like older. Just, like, features of her face. Like, they're not 100%, but you, it kind of is, like, apparent. They like it resembles her in a, yeah. in a good way were you gonna say something else no 
<laughs> that lady kind of looks like Angelina Jolie to me. She does kind of look like okay, Angelina Jolie. Okay, thank you. I'm not the only one. For some reason, I was like, wait, who does that lady look like? I like this. I like this episode too because this is the one where Mike shows his little rage, where he gets so mad, and he goes over to Eleven's area and he just starts like kicking up her little fort. He's like, oh, yeah. oh I'm so mad. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> like, he's I know, but he's so sweet and little and he's yeah. just like trying his best to like kick it up. Yeah. You know I don't know it? how I don't know how they're gonna do season two because they look so different. I mean I guess it it has been a year. Like Well yeah, and they started filming I mean they don't I think that the show grew up and I think that's I guess it'll and kind also, of play to the show, I don't know. Yeah, and also we're thinking about what they look like right now, present day, two thousand seventeen. Yeah, when they were filming Yeah, when they filmed last year, I mean the kids were kind of in the process of getting a little bit older, but I think it'll be fine. It would just be like I mean, you've seen it in the previews, you're like, Oh, they look older than they did before, but it's not like a crazy the difference. Is Dustin wearing his teeth? Yes. He is? Yes. Okay. Oh, because his teeth grew in. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure there'll be a scene in the show where they, like, talk about this. Yeah. I noticed that when Hopper was on the phone... So, like, Hopper and Joyce go on, like, a little adventure. And there's a scene where they're, um, like, on a long, abandoned road and they're talking on a payphone. Yeah. And I know that that payphone was just randomly set up in Fayetteville. And I think it was supposedly set up over by the buyer's house. And I didn't notice it when I watched it the first time because you just pay attention to the fact that it's a close-up of Hopper, like, on a payphone. Yeah. But it's really, it looks like a payphone was just kind of, like, set up in the middle of nowhere. And I was like, well, I wonder if that's what it was like in the 80s, just random payphones in the yeah. middle of nowhere. But it was interesting because I thought that looked very, when we visited the buyer's house, that looked like the road, that long, winding road that we yeah. went on. Yeah, for sure. And that's what that, that area looked like. Oh, um, so in this scene, in this episode... And feel free to add anything. I'm just, like, kind of going through my notes, but if you have anything you want to add, go ahead. Okay. I noticed that Jonathan and Nancy, when they were talking about the monster, when they're having the conversation in her room, uh-huh. she says, she's talking about Barb, and she refers to her as Barbara, and he refers to her as Barbara a lot, versus Barb. That's weird. Yeah, and I was like, it's just a little thing, but it was like, who calls her, who calls her... Barbara like yeah <laughs> I mean I know that's her name but yeah. it's like nobody it's like if all of a sudden we just started referring to Jonathan Byers as like John just Johnny yeah, John John Byers it sounds so strange that's really weird yeah so I thought that was maybe, like a little thing I don't know maybe she's like I mean that is her name but yeah. it's just it was awkward to hear like she was like I wonder if Barb's, she was like what about Barbara I and I was like Barb's what about Barbara like a real nickname or if it's like like something you call somebody like when you're trying to like like, well, you go by Ash, so that doesn't really work. But I'm trying to think. Like, if someone's name is, like, Hannah, and you call them, like, Han, like, Han, but, like, you don't actually call them that. Like, what if Barbara's just, like, Barb, but everybody calls her Barbara? Maybe. And it could just be, like, a situation, like, when parents are mad at their kids, and they're, yeah. like, Victoria! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, maybe they're, like, it's a, it's a tense situation, and they're worried about her, because she's talking about how, you know, the Demogorgon is underground, and he's feeding on the deer, and maybe if he's feeding on the deer, and he's under there, maybe Will and Barbara are still there, so it's like a tense, so maybe you don't want to be like, yeah, Barb's under there, like, so maybe it's just like a way to be serious, like Barbara, but I thought it was weird when she said it, and then Jonathan said it a second later, and I was like, that just doesn't sound right to the ear, she's like, what about Barbara, and I was like, what about Barbara? Barbara? (laughs) (laughs) Who is that? Oh, so this episode made me very happy because it was like a 
cast of seeing people that we've had the pleasure to interview on the show. And one of my favorite scenes is when Catherine Dyer, who plays Agent Connie Frazier, and Randy Havens, who plays Mr. Clark, when they are talking and she comes to the door and she's basically trying to trick him into getting the kids. And so she's got that cool little like Hawkins AV brochure. Yeah. I, uh, from an acting uh, point of view, I loved the scene with Randy. It was very simple and it was very understated, but I knew exactly what I needed to do as an actor to get that man to believe me. So that was really fun for me to rewatch because she had talked to us about it and, you know, it'd been a while since I'd, yeah. ta- I'd seen the episodes. When I saw it, I was like, oh yeah. I love that scene. It's so good. And it was just really great how sweet she seems, but you know that she's evil and then how Mr. Clark is just kind of like openly like, oh, I've got a great group of kids yeah. that would be interested in this. Like, he's so earnest. Like, this yeah. sounds like a great opportunity for them. That would never them. fly in the 2000s. Just a random person being like, hey, you got some kids? Like, no. In the 80s, everyone was like trusting, but I guess now after certain things, people won't be. Yeah, and it'd be kind of weird if just like, I don't know how it went in the 80s, but if just somebody showed up at a teacher's, like a yeah, random. How did, how'd you get the. Uh, well, I guess he's the head of the, the AV club. So maybe, but you wouldn't just that, show up the at their house. Cl- the AV club isn't big. It's four kids. So well, like, and you wouldn't show up at their house. You wouldn't be like, hey, I hear you work at this school and you had the AV club yeah. at this school. So I'm going to show up here at your house That's with this weird. brochure. You show up at the school, but then she couldn't, I don't know. That's yeah, strange. It, it seems weird, but I don't know. Maybe maybe she called the school and they set up an appointment and maybe he was she, like, I'm at the she, house. Maybe she, she knew that he would be trusting. That's possible. Uh, I like this episode too because it's like a breakout for Dustin where so Mike and Lucas are fighting over Eleven misleading them in the last episode and this is the one where Dustin is trying to get them to be friends he's trying to get them back together and what does he say I wrote it down he's like Lucas is your best friend he's like you're a bunch of little assholes (laughs) like it's so funny but it's a, I think it's a really well-written scene because a lot of times there's... That's like something adults would think, not necessarily kids. So they make the kids really grown up where Mike is saying, you know, he doesn't understand why Lucas is mad at him. And Dustin tells the little story about how, like, I know I came here in the fourth grade and you were friends with him first. And then Mike says, no, but we're all best friends, yeah. you know? But it's just like a weird, like, very grown-up conversation for kids who are supposed to be, like, 11. Yeah. And then when Dustin points out, like, you know, this girl shows up and you spend all your time with her... It was just like, yeah, man, break it down, Dustin. Yeah. It was good. Oh, and I also noticed this scene specifically because (laughs) when we saw the kids at Spooky Empire, Finn Wolfhard was telling this story about how the bike that they had for him was like custom made and it was in certain parts. And it was off balance. And so, yeah, it was off balance. So it was very heavy. And he said he just had like the hardest time riding up the hill. People always sort of weird I'm gonna answer this with another thing but some people ask me like oh d- don't want to bring your bike home but like people don't know how much of a nightmare that bike was really? because because oh this is the thing this is the thing it was not like a whole bike they built they built it like they hand built it and so the parts were different weight and so the bike was bike? way off really? yeah you remember that I couldn't get up the hill <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, I was so confident too. I was like, oh, dude, like my dad's a bike racer. I could totally be you. It's like my Vikings and like it's in my blood. And I got on the bike and I couldn't. I felt like I couldn't ride it because the weight was. I don't know. There was one cake we were doing. It was the scene where we were going up to Lucas's house to um, apologize to him. And he kept on parking his bike and kept on toppling over. There was one take. 
where I remember we were walking up like this, and then I'm like, it stayed up, it stayed up, and then I hear, <laughs> and if you look really closely, go back and watch it. They're right when he's talking to Dustin and they're going up the hill, there's a close up of his face and it kind of looks like he's just motioning himself up and down like this. Like they were like, pretend you're riding the That's bike. That's funny. And I, I would have never noticed it had he not said that he had a hard time getting yeah. up the hill. But when I was watching it, I went back and I was like, what is he doing? And I was like, oh, he's trying to make it look like he's riding the bike up That's the hill. Terrible. It looks, I mean, it's good. I didn't notice it when I watched the show. I only noticed it because he said it in that interview. That's funny. Which I thought was funny. I remember him talking about the one scene that comes up later in this episode, too. The one at the quarry, where he was talking about how he fell. Yeah, I heard... And it was on the gag reel, and he, like, cut up his hands. Yeah, I... I The gag reel that needs to be released, Duffer Brothers. Oh, I'm sure they're gonna... I'm sure they're working on it. They, like, the Stranger Things, or the Stranger Thursdays, they've been, like, slowly letting stuff out. I heard that that scene was real, that they... The one where he fell? Yeah, like, yeah, they, they yeah, actually yeah. wired Finn Wolfhard up, and they were like, we took a lot of safety precautions. I think that oh, was... Oh, no, no, no. Them dropping him into the quarry, that wasn't real. That was all green screen. Oh. They they did wire him up for the scene where, in the on the last episode, where Eleven pushes him back, and they wired Caleb up for that one scene where he she pushes him in, like, the junkyard or whatever. I wonder what I read. There was, like, something that said there was, like, a... No, I don't think they... Well, were... not necessarily that they drop him over the quarry, because they wouldn't let you do that, but something about that was had a very dangerous aspect of it. Like, he was really standing over the edge or just something, because they were talking about all the safety precautions that they had to take that day. What was the, what was the reason Dr. Brenner brought Eleven a plant. Like, so she wakes up. What? And she, so she wakes up, like, so you know how they're all going on a search for her. They're trying to find where Eleven is. Yeah. And she wakes up after going into the Big Buy and stealing all the Eggos. She wakes up in the woods, but before she wakes up in the woods, she's, like, sleeping, and she has a dream that Dr. Brenner is coming in, and he's bringing her, he brings her a plant, and he's like, today's a very special day, and it's, like, the day that she's, like, I she, do she goes in the tank. I remember that. So, I, that's what I was wondering. I was like, what's this, what's, it's just, a, there that's has really to be, strange. there has to be some symbolic reason, but I don't, I was like, why is he giving her a potted plant? You can Google it while we keep. I am Googling <laughs> it right now. Chapter six. Dr. Brenner gives Eleven a plant. I was trying to think of some, like, Jeopardy-type music. Mm. Why you... Dun, 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 yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. I like this episode with Caleb, too, with Lucas, because he's mad, and I just think he's so funny when he's mad. When him and Finn... Because he's so nice Mike, in real life. Yeah, well, when him and Mike are, like, trying to decide, you know, I drew first blood, let's shake, and Lucas is just, like, not having it. It's so funny. This thing says it's in the episode The Flea and the Acrobat. Is it in the fleet? Well, maybe she does a flashback. Oh, maybe. Because she's, it's like a, it's like a flashback dream that she's having. I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure oh, I saw it in this episode. Oh, that's cool. The potted plant. It's a flower. The Demogorgon. The Demogorgon oh, yeah. Face. Okay. That makes the most sense. Wait, didn't we know that? Because that's what people were saying with oh, Netflix. Oh, flowers in the cave? Yeah. They yeah. Were doing like, they were doing like the sunflowers and then the wind and then the rainbow. Oh, that makes the most, okay, that makes a bunch of sense. That's on Stranger uh, Thursdays. If you guys don't follow it on Twitter, every Thursday, like since about a month ago, I think, Netflix has been doing these posts on, on Thursdays that are kind of like flashbacks to the show with like outtakes and they've been posting like cryptic Messages. emojis yeah. and like a, per, a man blowing wind and a sunflower and and a rainbow and it's like what does this have to do with anything yeah so i think the flower i think the flower we talked about in the last episode but they've That's released cool my i don't brain, know what some of the other ones are i would have never figured that out i don't know why oh there was a part in this episode when they were interviewing terry ives's sister and she's talking to hopper and she's saying you would have gotten along with my sister really well and she goes 
and they were asking her like what kind of weird stuff did did Jane do or what kind of weird stuff does the mother think that Jane does and she goes do you read any Stephen King and Uh, it just made me think about uh, it have you guys seen it yet I'm betting most thought, of you have. Wow, that was that felt so weird because it felt like you were asking like a person that was here. I was like, no. <laughs> like hey guys, in the podcast room, have you seen <laughs> it? I'm sure everyone has seen it because yeah. it's like it was just all of my friends like, have seen it like two or three times. So yeah, I mean, I liked it. It was cute, and also I know that Mike is in it or Finn Wolfhard, so everybody went to go see him. He's really funny in it. But yeah, I just thought that was an interesting thing that she played back to it. That she said, "Have you read any Stephen King?" Yeah, I was like, "Oh, that's funny," because that the show is always getting referenced back to Stephen King, but I never yeah. noticed that they actually mentioned him in the show before. This is the episode where they do Nancy the Slut Wheeler. So as I was saying, this is an interesting episode because it showcases a lot of people that we have interviewed before. So Robert is in it, the Hawkins Light and Repair guy. When Lucas gets mad at Dustin and Mike and he's like, I'm not coming with you guys to find Eleven. This is the group. This is the group right here. And they're like, no, Eleven's in the group. And he's like, I'm out. And he puts on his cool bandana as he's like biking away. It shows Robert, the Hawkins light and repair guy, waves to him. Yeah, and he waves back. And then Kat's in it where she has a conversation with Randy. And then there's the alley Charles scene. Green. Yeah, and then there's the alley scene, the movie scene um, with Charles Green, who plays the movie theater manager. And then the alley scene with Glen Ellen, which oh, I paid yeah. special attention to, where she was like, whoa. That was a, that, so that fight scene between Jonathan and Steve, I noticed it this time, I didn't notice it before, is kind of like, oh, it's a nod to They Live. That, have you seen that? I don't even know the words you just said. The, 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 that fight scene is yeah. a nod, like a... A nod to the They movie. Live? Yeah, They Live. Oh, I've never... I don't know what that is. That's like a movie from the 80s where this guy finds, like, these magic sunglasses. Oh, God. And they let I him... You can Google it. And they... Oh, that would be funny. Two sunglasses. Where they... He, like, he gets to see different things. But there's a scene in it where he gets into a big fight in this alleyway with this guy. And it's very reminiscent of, like, the Stranger Things fight scene. It's, like, a long alleyway. I think there's even, like, a blue Camaro or Trans Am or whatever kind of 80s car that was. Roddy Piper? Yeah. Like, like Yeah, like wrestler? the wrestler. What? Yeah. For yeah. real? Yeah. Rowdy. Oh, R.I.P. Rowdy Roddy Piper. You know, he was supposed to give us, like, at our local theater, Sunray in Jacksonville, he was going to come and he was going oh, to do a presentation of They Live. Yeah. And then he died, I think, the week before. And so they had to, like, move it. But if Ooh, you watch... It's going to be on TV at 4, 10 a.m. on Monday... October the second. In case you guys are wanting to watch it, <laughs> or you tune can in go- 4 a.m. on Encore East. <laughs> you can Google it on YouTube too. You can see, you can see the the fight scene. It's, it, I mean, there's nobody around. It's not like this one that's got like Tommy and Carol and Nicole. I was trying to think. I was like, what? What's Glenn Ellen's characters? Like? Yeah. Nicole and Nancy. It's got like everybody. It's just two people. It's like Keith David, I think, is the actor's name, and then Roddy Piper, and they're fighting. That's but it just cool. it's it seems a lot like the fight scene. And then like it's got the same kind of like 1980s blue car. Yeah. I think it was just like the Duffer Brothers have probably definitely seen that movie, and maybe it was just like a, like Influence, hey guys, yeah. we've seen that movie. I don't know. I'm trying to think what else happens in this episode. I love that fight scene. I know we talked about this forever ago, but if you haven't listened to, like, everything on our podcast, you might not know. I already know what she's going to say. Yeah, it's going to be about Joe yeah. Perry and, the, and in the ground. No, 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 in the ground. And about how we talk to the guy that owns the furniture store, which is actually a music store in Jackson, Georgia, where they film all of downtown Hawkins, um, about how he talked about how the, um, 
like the floor or whatever. The whatever. asphalt. Yeah, the asphalt isn't real. It was like rubbery. And so when they would fall, it wouldn't hurt. And I thought that was so cool. Yeah, somebody that follows the podcast was telling us that they did a little research and it's really sad. The guy that owned that furniture store it was actually a music store and his name was Jason. And I guess he sold it. I guess he moved what? out. So I'm glad that we had a chance. Are you for real? Yeah, he sold it. He moved in to Florida. Remember he told us he was like visiting his mom a lot? Oh, yeah, he did. Oh, man. So I'm glad. I'm oh, glad. I was going to work there. I'm glad that we <laughs> got to interview him. Um, and he told us that story and Charlie and playing Aww, instruments with him. Sucks. Yeah, it was fun. But yeah, he told us a bunch of cool stuff, like how he had the blueprints to um, to Will's little box and about how Winona Ryder, or as he calls her, Winona Ryder, would do her makeup in the front of his store. You're outside. What's the name of your music store? Uh, Jason Lee Music and Rock and Coffee. And you were, what were you just telling us about Stranger Things? Well, Stranger Things, they turned us into a furniture store, and they used the back end to build a lot of the sets. You know the set where they, the little kid was hiding in the little wooden hut? Yeah, yeah. And they built that right in No the way, where and Will I, was hiding? Yeah, and I still have the blueprints for it. <gasps> That's so and, cool! Uh, and uh, Winona Ryder did all the makeup right here, and David Harbour was kind of like, he was definitely the coolest of them all. He was watched over the kids like he was, <laughs> they were his own. That's right. But one of the coolest things, they did that fight scene down there. Yeah? And I saw them rolling around inside the alley on the asphalt. And I'm just like, you know, that's got to hurt. And I asked Charlie, he says, it's fake asphalt. So when you go over there, it's like that thick. Yeah. It looked like asphalt. But you could roll around and get on your knees, jump up and down on it. It was, it looked just like asphalt. And Charlie used to come and play guitar in your yeah, store. He's like, well, he's a great drummer, and he's a, a pretty good singer. <laughs> and, awesome. And he liked to play guitar too, so I showed him some chords. And he used to come over here when, it's, when he didn't didn't have touch time. Just jam. Yeah, we heard they're coming back in January. Yeah. Shit. No. That's 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 amazing. Have you guys gotten a lot of people coming out here for the show? Yeah. I remember when the show first came out, we tried to. Uh, find some locations that we couldn't. Yeah. So we've been here a couple times and well, it's, it's also so nice. turned that into the public library, but I remember when they put, made all the tentacles come out. They had all the tentacles on there and then they oh, took cars so cool. and it was in the middle of the night and they had a thing called a condor that they launched about 200 feet in the air and it was a big moon. When they shoot, do they let the business owners hang out or do they? Oh yeah, yeah. We, <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was hiding in here watching most of it. But remember when they were in the yellow suits with the lights inside the yeah. yeah. They were sneaking around that corner walking down here and up into there. And they had all these tentacles and cars that were like burned and smashed. And it was a lot of fun. That's that so is cool. amazing. But the things that you, you, you don't get to see is what's which, which really cool. I mean, there's 300 people filming this thing. I mean, yeah, they were yeah. everywhere. And then they would they would plant cars all through there. And they say background. And then everybody started walking. And then cars started moving. And then they say action and shot the scene. And then they'd say cut. And then they'd back the cars back <laughs> up to where they were. And all the people would back into positions they did hundreds of times. That's over rad. And over and over. That's basically this episode. The episode. What, what does it end on? It ends on. I'm trying to think. I mean, I can't remember <laughs> specifically. It. I know the last thing that I remember is it's the scene with the kids, and they've just defeated Troy, and they're hugging on the cliff, and then it shows them. Oh, I remember what it is. Um, it's Lucas. Lucas is like he's outside of Hawkins Power and Light, and he's using his compass to find out what's happening and he finds the lab and he looks down and he sees all the Hawkins Power and Light vans and then he remembers that when he was leaving his house the Hawkins Power and Light van was outside waving to him and that's the very end of the episode yeah because it goes to uh it go then it flashes right back to Mike 11 and Will they've reunited and they've just like defeated Troy and done the hug on the quarry Mike 11 
Love and Dustin. And they're, yeah. And then they're coming into the house. They're going into the Wheeler house, and that's how it ends. It ends with them going into the Wheeler house and oh. with someone watching them in the woods. And then, because you remember the start of the next one? I mean, we haven't watched it yet, but I remember. Is, like, Luke is, like, letting them know, like, what's yes. up. Because that's when the Hawkins power and, like, people start going to the house. Yeah. Because he's like, we've got them. They're here. It's so weird because And you I, see uh, Dr. Brenner charging out of the Hawkins lab. Because well, I feel like so much stuff happened in episode eight. Like, I feel like, I don't know why I feel like that happened in episode eight, but it's, like, that's so early. This episode had, there's a couple of key episodes. I mean, they're all great, but there's a couple of key ones where you're like, man, like everything that is kind of like a highlight of the show or like something that's a meme or whatever, it happens in this episode. It's like Nancy the Slut Wheeler. There's the alley scene. There's the scene with um, Mike in the quarry. There's the hugging. There's Lucas in his bandana, which is badass, guys, by the way. Caleb said that that was something that he thought of by himself. He said that he was like, can I wear a bandana? And they're like, yeah, man, sure. But yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, from, <laughs> from Nam, from <laughs> knife from Nam, where's <laughs> our from Nam? Most of y'all get that. <laughs> so yeah, that's it. Um, I know this that we didn't really go in depth, but I didn't feel like there was a lot. It was kind of very straightforward. It was good storytelling. They didn't have a lot of like mess ups. Just the Corey Hart sunglasses at night. I did like that they did a quick flash when Nancy was getting out of the shower and she was coming into the room. You saw that sweet Tom Cruise poster on the wall, which I thought was really funny. I was like, would Nancy like Tom Cruise? But it was like, yeah, I guess she would, because Tom Cruise is like still considered pretty cool, like mm. in the eighties. Actually, I think that's when he started becoming cool. It was like yeah, the early eighties. Remember, we were listening or watching something, and they were saying that um, that it's possible that she could have liked him, but also that he wasn't as par- popular as a heartthrob until like the mid to late eighties. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it was a good episode. I like when they go to the store. This is the one where they go to the store and they're like the mon- where they go to mon- uh what is it called? Like a hunting store? And yeah. the guy's like, What are y'all gonna do with all this stuff? And he's yeah. like she's like Monster hunting. He's Monster like, okay. hunting, yeah. That's so weird that in the eighties they could just go and buy that stuff. Really strange. Strange. Uh, <laughs> I start I, I find myself saying strange all the time Strange. Stranger Really stranger things. Things. Oh, I feel like a good tagline for Stranger Things season two would be Stranger Things. Things are stranger. <laughs> wouldn't it? Why? Wouldn't, wouldn't it? No. Things are stranger. But you already say Stranger Things. Yes, yeah, Stranger Things. Things are stranger. <laughs> or things are stranger. Stranger Things. <laughs> please don't tune out please (laughs) please keep listening oh my god so that's it if you listen to this episode and you have any other information just comment we'd love to hear your thoughts on the show but this episode was pretty straightforward i feel like everything that was in it was just kind of like clean and nice storytelling and a lot of cameos from people that we really enjoy and it was fun So that was episode six, and we will come back and talk about episodes seven and eight before October 27th, just to get through them. And then I think we're doing episodes probably about once a month right now, so we're going to push those out a little bit sooner. And then when Stranger Things 2 premieres, Tori and I are going to be really diligent about trying to get these out to you once a week, just a review of the show, so that, you know, we'll have a lot to talk about, because it'll all be brand new, and we won't all already know everything about the show. So that'll be fun. Okay, after that, a couple of things have happened and we just wanted to fill you in. Tori and I went to Dragon Con, which is a gigantic con in Atlanta, Georgia. Unfortunately, the same weekend that Dragon Con was happening, the Toronto Fan Expo was happening. So all of the Stranger Things kids, or at least uh, Finn, Lucas, and Gaten, 
were at that festival or that con and they were also all the kids from it were there so we went to dragon con and we thought well we'll just go and we'll walk around we'll hand out stickers we'll meet people and um there was not a lot of cosplay for stranger things it was actually the first con that we've ever been to where it was difficult to find someone dressed as an 11 i think we saw two 11s we saw an older girl and then we saw did we see a younger girl that was 11 yeah i remember seeing a younger girl and she was wearing a one wig yeah, and then we saw two barbs and together. Together and they were together. And then I think that was it. It was really strange. Stranger things. No, I already forgot your tagline. <laughs> I already things forgot. Are strange. Stranger things. So that was kind of a bummer because we were like, well, we'll just see tons of people and we'll give them stickers and talk to them. But it was cool because Kat was there and she was doing a little promotion and we ran into her and we saw one of the 11s at the same time and we said, hey, do you know who that, who that is over there? And then she freaked out because um, Kat was an official, she wasn't an official guest. She was there just doing promotion, kind of hanging out at the con. But that was nice to introduce her to somebody and to have them like have a connection with her and get to meet her. And yeah. they talked for about 10 minutes and we did see, we did give some barbs and some other people some stickers so that was fun and we met john cusack and stan lee so that was fun another thing that we did was we watched the emmys because yeah. stranger things had 18 nominations and we were pretty stoked because the creative emmys were held like a couple of weeks well it was like a whole a week before but then i think it aired a day before the actual emmys did I didn't even know it was aired. and it aired on fx i think wow. but uh so Stranger Things is up for 18 nominations and on that creative Emmys, they won five, which was exciting. They won casting best, best of everything, casting for a drama series, original main title, theme music, sound editing for a series, main title design, and single camera picture editing for a drama series. So that was like a really great way to kick it off. And I think everybody was super amped for the September 17th um, you know, main Emmys primetime event. And then, guys, they didn't win anything. It was so sad. It's because they've won everything else. And I feel like people assumed that they would win. So they didn't. And because Handmaid's Tale was up for everything. And they're not going to win against that. Sorry. (laughs) I mean, Handmaid's Tale is a great show. But I feel like Stranger Things could have won. I feel like they should have won. I don't know. Some other stuff. Some other yeah. stuff. But it was fun to watch everybody. And it was also fun for us because um, we saw Kat on the red carpet. And her husband is so funny. He's so supportive of her. And he was posting live videos of her walking down the carpet. And you could just hear everybody going, Cat, 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 Cat. Like, all the paparazzi were, like, calling for her. Okay. And I thought that was really... It was cool. I, I was kind of hoping they would win just to see, like, everybody up on the stage. And Tori and I were wondering what happened to Barb's nomination. And Barb was actually, her category was the day before. It was in the Creative Emmys uh, ceremony. And she lost to Alexis Bledel, who played uh, from The Handmaid's Tale. I don't know, dude. She was great. Um, most of you probably know her as Rory on Gilmore Girls. But she was great on The Handmaid's Tale. You know, we're always uh, all Barb's about... <laughs> I mean, we love Shannon Purser. I think Alexis Bledel was should have won it. I know that's a terrible boo. thing to say on a Stranger Things podcast. It is Stranger what it is. Stranger Things all the way. Boo, Handmaid's Tale. See, that's what Doesn't keeps... Doesn't even it... take place in the 80s. That's what keeps it real, though. You gotta yeah. keep it real. Like... It... I've never seen a Handmaid's Tale, so I don't know. I thought it was cool that Barb was nominated at all, or Shannon Purser. What was the um, category she was nominated for? I think it was like, I don't actually know. I think it was supportive actress. Like, Oh, no, Barb should not have won that. Lead She's actress like in a supportive category. I mean, Alexis Waddell was maybe in three episodes of The Handmaid's Tale, but she was like, she, 
she killed it. Yeah. I was very shocked. She did a great job. But yeah, Stranger Things, that was great. And Millie had a really great response. She's like, we lost, but we won. (laughs) And it was like, that's true. Like, you get up every day and you get to go to work and live like a great life with great friends and a great cast and be on a great show. An award is just an award and they're subjective. Like, Mm -hmm. we know that they should have won every award that they were nominated for. (laughs) They're about to start filming season three. I think that's weird. It's exciting. Yeah, there was a report that they're going to only do... The Duffer Brothers want to do three seasons. They've they've definitely Six confirmed three. Yeah, community. <laughs> and they um, have said possibly four. But I better be th- on But they think four. they're going to end <laughs> it at four. Which makes sense because then it becomes a different story. And like part of the heart. More. Yeah, part of the heart of this story is that it's about the kids. Unless they do like Curb Your Enthusiasm where like Larry David goes away for a couple years and then Curb comes back. Mm. So like if they did Stranger Things, it ended at season four, but then it came back, you know, when, Mike, years when later, Mike and Eleven had their children. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's a possibility too. I think that could be a cool, like if they ended at four seasons, but then in like five years they came back when they were adults yeah. and kind of did like a Stephen King part two kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, talking about like, you remember when we were kids and we'd all be like, yeah, we do remember. We remember all of it. I think it'd be weird though. Or I think it's going to be weird as the show progresses. I hope that they can keep like Steve and Nancy and Jonathan looking young because they are in their like mid 20s. And it's like if the show keeps going on, they're going to be pushing 30 playing Yeah, but that's 17 year old. But that doesn't matter. I guess like 20 year olds. Yeah, but that doesn't matter because it's like some people just look super young for their age and some people look super old for their age. Yeah. I remember um, it's like the garbage pill kids with like that when, one actor who looks like he's like 50 when he's playing like a 17-year-old. Oh, I don't remember it. Oh, I know that we I I know that we were talking about that made me think of um, Sean uh, McKenzie Wait, what's his name? Mackenzie Aston, Sean Aston's brother. Uh-huh. We had an episode, like a cute few episodes back, and I was like, he's on the Monster Squad. He's not, guys. I'm totally mixed him up with another kid, but he yeah. was in Garbage Pail Kids. Oh, is that his little brother? Yeah, that's his little brother. Oh, that's cool. He, I didn't know that. Yeah, he was saying that he basically. That awful. He was saying that <laughs> he was saying that Sean Aston or that his brother Sean Aston was like, you know, he had just done Goonies and he was doing all these things, and he was saying that he was on the Facts of Life and he got this role to be in the Garbage Pail Kids movie, and he was like, I just want to be like my big brother. So he was in the Garbage Pail movie, but he was not in Monster Squad, which I emphatically stated like ten times on another episode. I don't even remember you saying that. Yeah, because we were talking about Monster Squad versus. Versus Goonies, and I was yeah. saying it's like based on you know what you saw first is probably what you enjoy the most. Yeah, Goonies. Yeah. I've seen Goonies so many times. I feel like I'm sick of it. I've seen it hundreds of times. All the time I bring it to class when people want to watch movies. I'm like, let's watch the Goonies. I think it must be cool for the Stranger Things kids, you know, because they said that before they started filming they were told that they needed to watch all these 80s movies like et and the goonies and then for them to watch that and enjoy it and then film stranger things and then find out that mikey from the goonies is going to become a part of their cast that must be rad like well i don't i think they're the duffer brothers are pretty smart and they stay away from stuff like that you know what i was thinking they were going to do so every stranger thursdays they do a poster release where they kind of like mimic you know, 80s posters. I thought they were going to try to stay within 1984 or below, but they've gone like 1988, 1987. I thought it was weird that they didn't do one for The Abyss because I feel like The Abyss is very, it's reminiscent of those scenes <laughs> with like Hopper and everybody where they're walking through with their spacesuits. Yeah. It always they reminds do one for me of The they Abyss. Live. That'd be cool with like Steve's sunglasses. <laughs> That'd yeah. be so sick. Oh. <gasps> 
guys we should do a podcast <laughs> yes uh, oh my god <laughs> that'd be so good okay so I'll, when we get us brainstorm right now <laughs> when we get incredibly bored we will take old posters we did it with the goonies and we turned everybody into a goonie uh, people were like where's joyce and i was like guys we did this before they did it and then I think we did, who did we did? We did Pretty and Barb, which was funny. We did, uh... Oh, oh, I don't remember that one. It was like, yeah, it was Steve and Chester rushing and, um, Barb. And, oh, yeah. and, and, uh, oh, Joe I do Keery. remember that. I do remember that And one. then we did The Outsiders, which is pretty funny. A lot of people are like, where's Finn's legs? His legs got cut off. Ha ha. No, they didn't, guys. The guy that played the actor that we used for Finn, he was just really tall and his legs were behind the other two characters. And then they got cropped off by the title, The Outsider. So we didn't do that. Oh yeah. So we're looking at They Live and I think we could totally make a poster That'd with Joe Keery. That'd be so hard with Joe Keery though. You don't have to do the fingers, you have to do the face. I think it would be easy because we have pictures of Joe Keery's face, like with sunglasses uh, on. And then you can type the Demogorgon in there and it can say Stranger it, Things. Dude. Oh! Ugh, this is so bad. <sighs> we're sick, so I know what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to be eating uh, ice <laughs> cream and making they live joe carey posters yeah if you have any suggestions for those too and you listen to this episode put them i'll make them just like put them on the thing (laughs) and i'll do them i know that everybody likes them randy really likes the goonies one i made him a print and i know that he's got it hanging up and we've got a print here that he signed for us i know that chester thought the pretty and pink one was really funny and noah reposted our outsiders one that made oh my god i like lost my brain he tagged a he tagged a, a british old women podcast yeah religious podcast. a religious podcast which was really funny but it was okay because he used a repost app so you could see our logo and you know we don't make it for the credit we just make it so that he'll like it's Dude, just so they'll think my, it's fun i was at my friend's house and i saw that he reposted it and i thought it was you posting it and i was like wait what i was freaking out yeah, I thought I got a lot of tags. People were like, we know I posted, but he tagged the wrong person. I'm like, that's okay, because he reposted it with our logo on it, so it's fine. Yeah. That got us about 20 new followers. <laughs> I don't know how you guys get followers. A lot of a lot of the people that listen to our podcast are like at 10,000, 20,000 followers. That's ridiculous. We try so hard to put out like new content and just really good info. We like get like 10 followers a month. Yeah. <laughs> it's so hard. Share us, guys. I was thinking maybe when we get that Finn shirt. What's that shirt we... We bought the Finn... Let's get weird. Yeah, we bought the Finn shirt. shirt. No, we bought the shirt because we wanted to donate to charity because it goes to the Houston Food Bank. And we were like, that's a good thing. Maybe when that shirt comes in, we'll donate it. We'll we'll give it up to somebody. You hate that shirt. Yeah, but I need new shirts. I don't like to do laundry. Right, but why not give it to some kid who couldn't afford it? Yeah. That'll never get the chance to meet Stupid Finn. Stupid kid. No. <laughs> Guys. I'm just kidding. That was I'm just not kidding. Me. <laughs> I think kids are cool. <laughs> <laughs> I think kids are <laughs> I don't know. Kids aren't stupid. I think kids are cool. Kids are rad. The more you know. Um, <laughs> we should redo that in like a G.I. Joe thing. Kids are stupid. No, kids are rad. <laughs> yeah, and then the other thing is uh, Spooky Empire is coming up again. But it's on the day Stranger Things comes out. Yeah, we're debating it. We're debating it. A lot of cool things are happening. It's also the day after my 18th birthday, in case anyone's wondering. Um, I know that Randy and Kat are going to be at the Al- in, in Alamo, Texas con, and they're going to be premiering, or they're going to be part of a big Stranger Things premiere party. And they're also going to Monster Con with Peyton in uh, London, which seems pretty cool. Peyton Sandwich. Yeah, I think that's the <laughs> beginning. And then Chester Rushing is going to be at the Orlando con. I'm hoping that... Maybe Joe Keery will show up. I mean, he was supposed to go to the Tampa Joe Con. Keery, if you don't show up and canceled, so maybe maybe he'll show up or Natalia because 
you know, she's around Atlanta a lot, so it wouldn't. It's not out of the realm of possibilities that she would go to that. I feel like that would be fun. But we're trying to see if we want to go to that con. We'd love to meet Chester. We think that would be really fun. But it is like a seven and a half hour drive for us. Molly Ringwald and Anthony Michael. Wait a minute, Hall. Mike, Anthony Michael Hall. Anthony Michael Hall. Who was I thinking of? Oh, I was thinking of the guy from Dexter. Oh yeah. They're going to be there. John Cusack's going to be there. And we just met him. And he was a delight. But we, meet, wanna meet him but we didn't meet Joan Cusack. We didn't meet. So I don't know. We might be. We might pop up at Spooky Empire. If you listen to this episode, let us know. Should we show up? A couple of you have said yes. And also it would be cool because I feel like a lot of the people who listen to our podcast are in that area. And so we can meet like a lot of fans of Stranger Things and yeah. just give you guys free buttons and stickers and all kinds of cool stuff that people send us to give to you guys. So that's it. That's all we have for this episode. We've heard rumors that Stranger Things Season 3 is going to start filming in Atlanta in October, which will be amazing. The casting calls to slide them my way. Yeah. Very... Casting calls. I'm excited. <clears throat> it's it's weird to think about, like, what Stranger like Stranger Things Season 3 will be like. Yeah. Because we don't even know we even see season what, two. yeah, like, Season 2 is. So, like, two minutes of Season 2. What, what are your hopes for Season 2? I guess we should talk about that when we're done reviewing Episode 8, but we can talk about it really quick right now. What are you hoping for for season two? More Steve. <laughs> I want more Steve. I'm hoping that Nancy's not pregnant. If one more person sends me a link to that, I'm going to get very, very mad. I do not want Nancy to become pregnant. 16 pregnant or 17 pregnant is not fun. Uh, I read an article that said that Sean Astin's character is going to be the new Barb. What? Yeah, which they say in a way, they say that he's kind of like a badass. Like, he's gonna he's gonna do something, like, amazing and bad. So it makes me think, like, he's gonna do something badass, but go out in a bang of glory. <clears throat> I hope not. Because I, it's rumored that he's Joyce's love interest. And I think, ultimately, we all know that Joyce belongs with Hopper, guys. Yes. Um, and I also read an article that David Harbour was talking about how the loss of his daughter is going to play a big role in this season, but not in the way that we think. Turns out Eleven's actually his daughter. I don't think Eleven is his daughter. No, that doesn't make any sense But I think I think they're going to do something cool where they have him, like, paternally protecting her, which I, I think... I he's already been doing that. Right, but only, like, slightly. He, yeah. I mean, he only knew who she was, like, an episode. Like, in this episode, episode six, this is it. This is the one where Joyce, he says, you know, I saw the drawings on the wall. They said 11. They were stick figures. And Joyce is like, no, not my will. And she shows Hopper the pictures of, like, his All the really wizards good, yeah. with the throwing lettuce or whatever she calls it. So that's episode... Cabbage. So that's episode... Yeah, cabbage. So that's episode six. So Hopper doesn't really start paternally, like, reaging out I to her. I think I'm just thinking of David Harper and Millie. Yeah, in general, we've heard a lot of stories that David Harbour is very paternally, you know, relevant Present, to yeah. the kids on the on the sets, and so that's probably what we're thinking. But I think to actually see it on the show would be really cute. I would like that a lot. Yeah, me too. Um, so I'm excited to see Sean Astin. I hope that Mike and Eleven. I, I hope that I heard that Mike says that he gets upset because everyone around him is falling in love and he's not. He's sad. And then everyone's getting over it and he can't. Yeah, that's ridiculous that they're just like, yeah, just go over it, like whatever. I don't want to see Mike end up with Sadie. He would not. With Max. He would never do that. <laughs> Lucas, all the way. Lucas and Sadie. No. Yes. It's gonna, I know it's gonna be Lucas and Sadie because Dustin has the pet. Or Max. Give them both. I think it should be Lucas and Max. Oh, beautiful. I would love it. They'd be so cute. And Dustin and his little pet, that would be so cute too. Yeah. I'm just excited for the whole season. I don't really want to binge through it so fast because I feel like if I go, I do. If I go through it so fast, it'll be done and then I won't have anything Thank to like really enjoy. <laughs> Maybe I'll watch each episode twice, like in a row. Like one, one. Maybe. That's actually kind of cool. Because I don't want to... 
I don't want it to be over. Like, it's eight episodes. That's, like, eight hours. That's, like, a day. And then you have to wait, like, what, a year and a half or more stuff to come oh, out? Oh, man, yeah. When's um, the next season going to come out? Because they pushed this one. When's it going to be, like, December? I mean, they're going to have to shoot season three relatively quickly because I bet the Duffer brothers have a vision and these kids are, like, you know. Beautiful Christmas. Puberty. Beauty. They're growing up. They're growing up. But, again, I think it would be cool, too, to do, like, an It chapter two where we revisit the kids and, like, five to ten years and like yeah. do something with the same cast that would be really cool depending on how they end season four but yeah so that's it that's all we got for this episode thank you for listening please review us on our itunes page remember that we are the upside down podcast you can also find us on soundcloud um on, we're on facebook but not really but you can follow us on facebook sometimes we post stuff twitter pocket cast yeah we're on twitter we have a twitter account i think it's like down pod it was really weird twitter wouldn't let me choose a handle and we um, have like you can you just have to move the things around but we're not very active on that we just basically post links to episodes but yeah if you just come to our website uh you can find links to where you can listen to us and how you can connect with us if you send us an email or a letter or anything we 100% respond to everyone it might take us a while because we're busy people but please reach out to us because we will always connect with you and do whatever we can to help you for example Calamity Jane who reached out to us recently she's an illustrator and she sent us these cool hawkins buttons and she sent us these cool mashup stickers that were like what about barb which was a play on stranger things and then that movie with uh, bill murray what about bob have you seen that Mm-mm. it's so funny there's a part where he's like i'm sailing just watch that movie and then remember that I, <laughs> and then remember that i said that it's funny it's funny it's good stuff but she reached out to us and she sent us a pack of stuff and it was cool we gave one to uh katherine dyer and she wore it on all of her interviews at dragon con so yeah we appreciate that stuff and we appreciate you i don't have anything else to add do you have Things anything else strange to add? stranger things right yeah oh and if you purchase up my pop what are they called funko pop pop funko Funko of david brenner dr brenner david brenner is it david brenner or just dr brenner Brenner. i don't know matthew modine has like a public uh mailing address where you can send those to and it turns out he's signing them and he's mailing them back to fans so we're gonna give it a try and we suggest you give it a try too because how cool would that be to have a little uh dr brenner signed by matthew modine who seems like a rad human being so that's it that's all we got Thanks for listening. What's your new tagline? I forgot it again. Things are strange. Stranger things. This is Miss Janessa J. Champagne, the Paris Hilton of the North Dakota Jet Set, and I will be reading Corey Hart's Sunglasses at Night for the Upside Down Podcast. I wear my sunglasses at night so I can, so I can watch you weave then breathe your storylines. And I wear my sunglasses at night so I can, so I can keep track of the visions in my eyes. While she's deceiving me, it cuts my security. Has she got control of me? I turn to her and say, don't switch the blade on the guy in shades. Oh no, don't masquerade. With the guy in shades, oh no, I can't believe it. Cause you got it made with the guy in shades, oh no. And I wear my sunglasses at night so I can, so I can forget my name while you collect your claim. And I wear my sunglasses at night so I can, so I can see the light that's right before my eyes while she's deceiving me. She cuts my security. Has she got control of me? I turn to her and say, 
Don't switch the blade on the guy in shades. Oh no, don't masquerade with the guy in shades. Oh no, I can't believe it. Cause you got it made with the guy in shades. Oh no, cause you got it made with the guy in shades. Oh no. Oh, I say I wear my sunglasses at night. I wear my sunglasses at night. I wear my sunglasses at night. I say it to you now. I wear my sunglasses at night. I wear my sunglasses at night. I wear my sunglasses at night. I cry to you. I wear my sunglasses at night. I wear my sunglasses at night. Thanks for listening to the Upside Down Podcast hosted by Ash and Tori. For more information, visit our website at theupsidedownpod.com. You can also contact us at theupsidedownpod at gmail.com, as well as follow us on our Facebook and Instagram under the Upside Down Podcast. Episodes are released every Monday, so be sure to subscribe to us. We're available on SoundCloud, Google Play, iTunes, and Pocket Casts.